Podcast listeners, what's good? Uh, this is episode 24 of the Real Fake Podcast. We've got some amazing content coming your way, so stay tuned and we're going to go ahead and get started. Welcome to episode 24 of the Real Fake Podcast, guys. I'm Cade Booth. Thank you for joining me. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into our first segment. Uh, so yeah. Alright, what's poppin' guys? Um, for this segment uh, and episode, I don't really know why uh, this topic came to mind for this episode, but um, when I was thinking of topics for this week's episode, this topic really hit home and I just decided to go ahead and make an episode about it, even though um, you know, I'm not sure, uh, not sure why I'm so... Um, stuck on this topic, but um, it just seemed to fit for this weekend. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right into it. But what I wanted to do was talk about um, the first time that uh, that I cut myself bad enough to need stitches. Um, th- and it was many years ago, but... Um, I don't know, I feel like some of you guys might benefit from the story, might want to hear it. I know I've told it to many people many different times. I've got a scar, um, so yeah. Uh, First time I cut myself bad enough to need stitches, I believe it was 2012. I'm not 100% sure, but it was, anyway, I was younger. Um, I was probably, um, oh God, 10 10 or 11, something like that, maybe 12, I'm not sure. Um, and it was Christmas morning, Christmas day, right? And my whole family and I were sitting out, uh, in our living room, opening all of our gifts. And what happened was, uh, I had received, um, a toy gun that day, uh, that morning from my parents. And... Obviously, those freaking zip ties had zip tied the gun into the toy gun into the cardboard box area, and so um, obviously I couldn't get it out of the package. And what I did was I asked my dad, like, "Hey, dad, can I use your knife to get get this gun out of the the package that y'all gave me?" And he's like, "Yeah, here you go, son." And I uh, take the knife and. Everyone else is not paying any attention at all, right? Everyone else is still opening their gifts, focusing on their um, their gifts that they're receiving and all that. And I kind of am doing the same thing, focusing on my gifts. And I'm like, oh, there's there's more packages. There's more stuff I can open. You know, I wanted to play with the toys that I had already gotten. I wanted to sort of, um, you know, I was just rushed and, and wasn't thinking clearly because I was so excited. Um and so what I did was uh, put my left hand up where um, the barrel was, the barrel of the toy gun. And there were two zip ties. Actually, there were three, but there was one on the butt of the gun. And there was one going through the 
the trigger area and then there was one up on the barrel and I went to cut the one on the butt of the gun and put my hand around the barrel and obviously my thumb was on the outside facing away from the package and what I did was um, apply pressure and when I snapped the zip tie what happened was my the knife or my dad's knife uh, there was so much force behind it because I was pushing with one hand so hard what happened was it snapped the tie but kept going and it sliced through my thumb um, that was the thumb of my left hand uh, the first thing that happened after that was I mean I barely even remember anything except for red it was just so much blood a lot of blood spraying everywhere a lot of blood going everywhere a lot of uh, different um, elements of like fear kicked in there because it happened so fast that I didn't know what was happening and I was kind of like what what's the deal here and I mean there was blood just going everywhere and it wasn't like a, um, one of those things where uh, it was a bad enough cut like on an artery where it was pulsating blood you know like if you see it if you see like you cut a carotid or um, a major artery then it, it pulsates with the heartbeat right so it wasn't like that. This was, uh, to my 10-year-old mind, way worse because it was pulsating, right? I mean, not pulsating. It was, uh, how do you call it? Like a steady flow, put it that way. Yeah, not pulsating, my bad. But just a steady pulsating um, uh, lack of rhythm there, and it just kind of uh flowed out right and so it really freaked me out and immediately after that uh what I did was I started um started crying obviously uh you know that's what kids do when they get scared so I was crying making a whole big deal out of it and uh all I remember saying was just like I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry and like and I was frantic so my parents were like like, son, what did you do? Like, Cade, what happened? And uh, <laughs> I remember just holding my thumb up. And uh, immediately my dad gets up off the couch. And from where I was, I was on the floor. So I had stood up by then. And my dad gets up off the couch. Um, I don't remember what my mom and sister did. My dad gets up off the couch. And he basically grabs my wrist and pulls me into the bathroom and sticks my hand under uh, the kitchen sink and just turns the water on and starts uh, trying to wash out the blood out of my off of my hand uh, and clear clear the blood away because there was so much that cleared away so he could see uh, how deep the cut was how bad it was um, what was going on there because they had no idea and to tell you the truth I had no idea either all I knew was that there was blood and, and it was enough that it was bad it was worse than I had ever injured myself before so uh, I was terrified and I think my parents were terrified too and it was pretty intense um, and after that once we figured out uh, once my parents figured out put it that way it wasn't me it was my parents once they figured out what all was going on there and what uh, that, that I had cut myself that there was a problem that that was that whatever um, what they did was my dad took a wash rag, one of the one of the wash rags, 
he just clamped it down on my thumb. And he just decided, he just said, hey, hold this down here and don't let go, right? And that's what I did. That's the first thing I did was, uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. And I squeezed it down. And I, I just remember holding that thing tighter than I ever had. I held it so tight that my thumb went numb. That Because, I mean, I actually, and I don't know whether my thumb went numb from the blood loss. I don't, I don't, I don't know how that works. but Or whether it went numb from me holding it, holding my the rag so tight over it. But I do remember that I held the rag so tight that my finger did feel numb. Whether it was or not actually for that reason, I don't know. But yeah, that, and so... I'm sitting there standing. I did not I didn't even sit down. I was still in kind of a panic. My mind was racing. And I asked my dad, I said, Dad, uh, is this gonna need stitches? Because in my mind at school I had heard um my friends I had heard stories from my friends where they had crack their head open and need to get stitches or you know whatever so I had I had heard the horror stories kids tell each other in the in the gym lock in the yeah in the gym locker rooms or in the cafeteria and that sort of thing and I knew what stitches were even as young as I was and I did not want to get them uh I was terrified so from there what happened was what happened from there um, certain parts of the, the experience are a blur, but basically my parents took, uh, took their time deciding whether it needed stitches or not. They had, a, I remember specifically, they had a long conversation with each other about it. Um, they were talking about it and, and I just, um, sat finally and waited for them to decide what they were going to what their decree on what it needed because um yeah I knew that my parents would take care of me I knew they would do right and I knew that if I needed something they would get it and even though I didn't want stitches uh I knew that if they decided that I needed to get them that I was going to get them no problem because that was what was better in the long run even though it was short-term pain now so I think my dad made me took the rag take the rag off and uh I think he looked into the cut uh without touching it and he decided like yeah we're gonna go we're gonna go get uh a doctor to check it out just because because I don't wanna have to worry about uh if you did need them not having it. And I was like, okay um, I really don't want to, and obviously I was still upset, I was still crying, I was still apologizing to my parents, like, I was in such a bad, not a bad, but I was in such a crazy frame of mind, I was kind of like, you know, what's going on, I was so frantic, and as far as I was concerned, the reason I was apologizing was because I'm the one that made the mistake that cost my parents, I was the one that made the mistake, um, you know, of, of not being smart on Christmas Day, and that's what caused uh, an issue there. Um, and anyway, from there we went on and uh, put the rag back on. And there was nothing holding that, that rag on except for me. I was holding it myself. And I had to put it, or they put it back on my finger and I had to hold it there. 
once again, I uh, got the feeling of numb, numb, numbness. I don't know if that's even a freaking word, but whatever. <laughs> um, got the feeling of like numb, uh, yeah, being numb. Um, and we got in the car and headed off to the ER, which is a good 45 minutes away from us because we live out in the country uh, currently, and we did then as well. So uh, it was a good 45 minute, 30 to 45 minute drive away from us. Maybe not 45 minutes because there's barely any traffic Christmas morning, obviously, but um, it was still a good, good, uh, far distance away from us. And I don't remember much about the car ride up there. Uh, except that my dad drove, my mom rode in the passenger seat, and she looked back, and uh, she kept asking me, is everything okay? Are you okay? You okay, son? You okay, Cade? And uh, and I kept saying, yeah, I'm okay, Mom. I'm good. And uh, as I kept getting closer and closer to Lynchburg, um, I looked down at my finger over and over um to to see you know if the bleeding had stopped because I didn't want to take the I couldn't didn't want to take the rag off to see but I did need to um and I was like you know what I'm not gonna move it I'm not gonna not gonna move it at all but I did have worries that uh the bleeding hadn't stopped because it, at one point and I don't remember necessarily when I just remember at one point when um I saw blood coming through the rag right and this was a, a bath rag bath towel rag so it was very thick very uh uh it wasn't something thin at all and when it came through it uh very worried me worried me can't even talk this morning but it worried me very much it did so um that i remember that scaring me uh also remember me getting to the ER and us walking in the doors. I don't remember how long we'll wait. If we had to wait, I don't remember anything uh, about that at all. I just remember the next thing I remember was with um, the doctor. Uh, there was a nurse, and then the doctor came in. And when he uh, got in there, the first thing that he did was take the rag off and peel back my thumb and look into it. Now, uh, obviously you guys can't really uh, see what my thumb looks like from here, but if you look at your own thumb, I'm going to try to explain exactly where the cut was. Um, if you look at the center of your fingerprint, and then take your other index finger and slide it over right to the side of your thumb. That's where the cut begins. And I'm looking at the scar and retracing the scar here for you guys. Um, that's where the cut began. And from there, um, what happened was it slashed upward diagonally. So it just cut upward and diagonally across my thumb. And it was pretty deep. Uh, the doctor did say it severed the nerve. The doctor did say uh, stuff like that. So um, that was the first thing he did. He peeled it back and looked at it, uh, looked into it. And right then and there, he was like, yep, this is going to need stitches. 
And <laughs> I remember my heart jumping there because I was like, oh, crap, you know, this this happened. This this is real. Uh, not a dream, you know. And so from there, uh, obviously, we got the stitches. That part of it was very cool um, because I did get to watch. Uh, the doctor was like, yo, you know, you might not want to look at this, buddy. It's going to make you sick or whatever. And I was like, no, I, I, I want to see. I want to see. So... As I looked, um, I got to see exactly what he was doing. I watched. I got to watch him put the needle down into the cut or the the laceration, and the squirt of liquid all up in there. And I got to feel my thumb go numb from that needle, and it was very cool. I got to see him uh, dig the hooks in there as he stitched everything back together. Uh, he got. He explained to me exactly what he was doing. Um, it was very cool. It was very, very cool. That part was, um, quite fun, uh, which sounds very morbid and bad to say, but <laughs> that was one of the better parts of the entire experience. Um, so yeah, that, that happened, um, came home, had my stitches in for a week or two weeks, maybe three, I can't remember. Then I had them, uh, removed. Now, uh, why why am I telling everyone this? Why am I going into detail about this stuff, going into uh uh this this serious such serious topics and the details about it? Um and I think my point uh and really what was laying on my heart about explaining uh exactly what happened with my thumb or the cut or you know, whatever, isn't necessarily the actual uh the actual circumstance of being injured like that. Um, my point for this episode of the podcast was that I am massively grateful uh, that it happened to me. I am incredibly grateful and happy. And uh, and I'm being dead serious here. I am so thankful that I got cut. That that injury happened to me because it taught me so much. Um, what happened... When I cut myself and my child mind had to deal with the fact of looking on all of that blood and, and the trail of blood in the floor and the puddles that just laid everywhere, lie everywhere, I don't know. But the puddles that were everywhere in my floor uh, and seeing the blood and seeing my parents get go from happy to dead ass serious, uh, it... Like that just jolted me. I I think in my my mind it jolted me from um, being a kid to immediately stepping up and being hey like action needs to be taken. This needs to be done. This needs to be done now. We need to do something about this. And uh, I did this, so I need to help fix it. And that was one of the awesome things about me cutting myself that way because. I got to learn how to be an action taker and now I'm at a point where I'm able to stand up and take action when I need to take action and do things instead of just get freaked out and uh, lay off of it and and sit back and be a sheep or be someone that can't take action. Um, it is terrifying to me to have something 
bad happen to me or anyone else, my friends, my family, even my enemies, and no one does anything about it, and everyone just sits and waits and does nothing to help. And the reason that, that I am that way, the reason I act that way is because when this happened to me all these years ago, the first thing that I saw was my awesome parents jumping in and being, yo, we're going to take action right now. Because in that circumstance, what happened to me was I was very, uh, I was a child. I was little, obviously. And, and that's the reaction that most kids are supposed to have. You know, I froze. I was like, what do I, I've never encountered this before. And I am super, super grateful that that happened because now I can look back on that and I can see where it's affected other circumstances and I've had the ability to take action because I've seen my parents do it. I've seen uh, the the correct reaction and I've seen what path I'm supposed to take. So I'm able to jump in there and do what I have to do. There's been uh, volunteer jobs that I've worked for, um, worked with people and people have had issues before, especially children. And uh, a lot of people, they stop and wait. As soon as there's an issue, they freeze up. And uh, I was able, in that particular instance, to be like my parents and jump in and and hopefully help the person. So, I, you know, that's kind of what I'm getting at with this whole story of uh, my stitches um is just being able to jump into action and not being a stand, um, what is it, like a bystander and just watching peop other people do all the work. Uh, and that's applicable to every area of life, like the, the business aspect, personal aspect. Go out and get things done. Go out and chase things. And when stuff happens, don't wait for it to happen to you. Jump into it. Jump into it and get things done. Do what you have to do. Um, and, and that's why I'm so incredibly grateful that this stuff, uh, happened to me. Uh, and I know that's a, that is a crazy statement to, to be saying right here on a podcast and out loud, you know, that, that I'm actually thankful for an injury. I'm thankful for a traumatic experience. Because it was very traumatic and, and, and that's such a crazy thing to say, but it's it's the absolute truth. And uh I've never really said this in public on any platforms before, but I am. I'm extremely grateful for it. Um I'm extremely thankful that I had the opportunity to learn how to deal with these situations and learn how to uh just compensate for certain things when they happen and to jump in there and be an action taker and so that's what I try to do and I'm super super grateful that it happened to me because I've benefited so much now the second way that I've benefited uh, from this is that I am very um, very mature and I'm very able to handle a lot of things that other people absolutely cannot handle. And I believe that this, among other instances and other things that have happened to me and that I've done, this is one of the things that has allowed me 
to be able to 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 be mature because it jolted me and I might not have realized it then at that moment but I realize it now I realize it over the years as I um as I uh, have thought about it and contemplated this stuff because I'm a thinker I'll, I run over things and I think of them in my head after they happen but uh, I'm I'm super super grateful for that because the the jolt I don't know how else to describe it I'm trying to think of the way but how to jolt the jolt of from kid to mature and and everyone is scared of saying this, including me, but I'm going to say it anyway, is the loss of innocence that happened there when I saw the blood, when I saw the, the level of seriousness alone when my parents got serious. Um, that level of serious also created a major issue with me when they went from being joking, happy, Christmas day, Christmas morning, to... Very serious, very quickly, very, very, very on on point, focused, and determined, and uh, that just really um, that the blood, the trauma, like I said, all the stuff I've been talking about, that stuff jolted me right into a more mature frame of mind, and it stayed with me. It's it's been with me for a while, and. Uh, it's just like I said, I think I posted on my Instagram. If not, it's a post that's going to be coming out sooner or later. But um, I believe that you should be in a frame of mind that you're constantly getting better and you're constantly acclimating and leveling and changing to fit uh, your needs and specifics. So that helped me change and meet the specific needs that I had and the needs that I was going through and the stuff that I was going through. And uh, I don't have the same frame of mind I had when that happened. I don't have the same frame of mind that I had yesterday. I'm constantly adjusting. I'm constantly changing. constantly fixing uh, my mindset and the way that I believe and the way that I think to the way that things actually are or as close as I can get to the reality of things. And um. I'm super thankful for that experience of me getting those stitches in my thumb because the entire experience taught me so much about what I needed to do and who I needed to be. And um, it's just a major landmark uh, in my, in the development of my, you know, moving from child to teen to now to almost adult, even though I don't, you know, but it's, it's, I mean, it's monumental, at least in my life and, and, uh, the lessons that it's taught me is why it's monumental. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my story. That's what happened with me there. And I don't talk about it a lot. So forgive me if I kind of screwed up a little bit in there, you know, kind of, kind of just went, went for it. But, um, anyway, hopefully you guys benefited from this episode uh, I'm going to go ahead and close out now, but hope you guys benefited from this episode and I will catch you guys later. All right, guys, hope you benefited from today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. 
Um, I'm thankful for each and every one of the fans. Uh, if you aren't already, go ahead and follow the podcast and uh, find us on Instagram and let us know what you think. Let us know. Let us know what you think of uh, everything and and our episodes. And we love the feedback. We love to hear it. Uh, me and Matt both. Um, thank you. Thank everyone so much. Uh, and we will catch you guys next time on the Real Fake Podcast.